If a CISO is considering a new career in information security consulting, what are some of the key factors to weigh? Hi, this is Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security Media Group, and today we're talking with Kate Borton, a former CISO who heads the Marblehead Group, a consultancy that she launched. Thanks for joining us today, Kate. Thanks, Howard. I'm glad to be here. Now, Kate, you made the transition from CISO to consultant about 15 years or so ago when you formed your own firm. Um, Why was a career in consulting especially appealing to you? What would you say? Well, it was 15 years ago, and at that time, there were very few people in the healthcare industry who had solid information security experience and, and expertise and skills. And at the same time, I think at least those of us in security recognized this was a huge need in the industry and was only going to grow. You know, it was was pretty much guaranteed that the need for people who understood information security and understood it in the context of healthcare organizations and could could talk the talk the business language uh, would be in greater and greater need as as time progressed and as federal regulations ramped up. Well, as you note, uh, you made the switch into security consulting um, well before the healthcare information security topic was really in the spotlight as much as it is today. How difficult a transition was that for you to make back then? And how difficult a transition would it be for an experienced CISO to make a similar transition to consultancy now? What do you think? Well, I'm not generally a risk taker. But at the time that I was a CISO, I had already gained a reputation. There, as I said, there weren't many of us in the healthcare industry, and so, uh, and I had the good fortune to be associated with uh, name brand organizations like Massachusetts General Hospital, and so I'd been asked to speak at conferences and uh, was interviewed for articles and so on. So I was, as they say, fortunate enough to already have a reputation and have people know me, recognize me, contact me. And so I felt the risk was actually um, not that great for me to go into the field. And as I said, there weren't, uh, I didn't have a whole lot of competition either. So that was, that was a, a fairly easy transition from that perspective. I think today there are differences. Today certainly there are many others in the security space. Small companies, mom and pop, single person entrepreneurs, as well as all the big consulting companies uh, are, are out there doing security consulting. So there's a lot more competition, but I think there is still a huge need, especially for organizations that maybe can't afford the high price brand. There are so many organizations that need a better understanding of what information security is all about, how to assess risk, what reasonable security controls need to be put in place, and so on. So how tough would it be, you think, for an experienced CISO to change their career from the day-to-day tasks of a CISO to, uh, to a consultant in this day and age? Well, I can only speculate. I think that there is a lot of opportunity. I think it probably, uh, the person's success is going to come down to 
the business skills that really don't have anything to do with information security necessarily, but making the contact, uh, understanding how to frame information security in business terms and not get too technical unless you want to just focus on very technical areas, network security and so on, where you're going to be interacting primarily with IT department. Uh, leaders and staff. But if you're really going for a broader organization-wide information security in the, in the broadest sense, it's, it's business skills, contacts, communications, uh, understanding risk, explaining, and, and so on. So I think it, it comes down to more business skills. Okay. Uh, why did you decide to form your own firm rather than join an established firm? And- What do you see as the pros and cons of each of those paths for a CISO today considering a career in consulting? Well, in fact, I remember very clearly a phone call I made to a friend and colleague of mine who was working for one of those very large international companies in the security department. And I said, Laura, you know, what if I wanted to join you there? She said, you know, I could get you a job here in a heartbeat, but be careful what you wish for. This was a a single woman who essentially said, I love what I do, but I don't have a life. She was working 24-7, and she was flying around the world and very a very uh, high-profile kind of a role in life. I'm sure she was getting paid very well for it, too. But uh, she she made it very clear that it would be a very different kind of life and a full-time, more than full-time uh, commitment. And at that point in my life and my career, I have family and so on, and I thought, you know, I'm not sure I really want to live that kind of life. It wasn't for me at that time. And so I thought, well, you know, I do have a reputation. I do have contacts. I feel very confident in my knowledge, my skills. I was a CISSP at that point and so on. And I, uh, I, I decided I would have much more control over my life by doing this uh, independently. So if someone's trying to decide whether to join an established firm or start their own firm, what are some of the factors they need to weigh? I mean, maybe is it... Uh stomach for risk of entrepreneurship, for example? Oh, I think so. You know, I had been an employee of one organization or another for so many years and just had an expectation of getting a paycheck every week or two weeks or whatever the schedule was. And I think the the two big pros and cons that hit me almost immediately, the first positive aspect was there is so much organizational stress. And I think most organizations carry a certain amount of stress. Uh, it comes and goes. It depends on who you're working with, uh, you know, who's in management at the time. But uh, And I think it can happen in small organizations, mid-sized, large. A lot of stress, a lot of pressure. And the first thing that I felt was huge relief to be stepping outside of that internal uh, kind of pressure. But it's given me a huge advantage because I have this perspective when I work with clients, I uh, kind of Im- I feel like I embed myself with them. I go on site, I spend days or a week, whatever, and I feel as though I really understand what they're facing. 
whether it's a hospital or a business associate, you know, any type of organization. I've worked inside organizations like that, so I understand the stresses, the difficulties of, for example, certain parts of the organization that are very resistant to security. They find it an obstacle, an imposition. They feel as though it's it's just the federal government getting into their business and are, are very resistant. Other major issues are budget constraints. Usually security people will say, we just don't have enough budget. This often translates into, I don't have enough staff. Uh, that's a huge issue today. So those internal issues, I really, really understand because I've been there. But the big benefit of being an independent consultant is, phew, that's not on my shoulders directly anymore. Of course, the big negative was I was no longer getting a regular paycheck. So uh, initially, there was a lot of stress. Uh, associated with that because as an adult I had never not worked and, uh, and, and that was very scary, I have to admit. But eventually the business took off and thankfully, you know, I haven't looked back and, uh, and I'm just busier than ever at this point. So how do the skills uh, needed to succeed as a security consultant overlap with the skills that you need to be a good CISO and, and how do they differ? Well, I think they're really um, very, very similar. I think, first of all, you really have to have a depth of knowledge, uh, skills, expertise in the field. Hopefully, if you are the ISO or CISO, you have that, although I continue to uh, find organizations where someone's been uh, appointed the security person, and they really don't have the skill set, and that's going to be problematic um, for that individual uh, and for the organization. So it's important that you know what you're talking about, that you really have a, a real depth of understanding of, for example, what is security and what is security risk and how do I identify risks and weigh them. Uh, it's very subjective in terms of whether this is a high, medium, low risk, but the concepts behind security uh, risk assessment should be just ingrained in security professionals. shouldn't have to give it a second thought. that It should be so obvious, so clear. And given my background, uh, sort of the non-traditional path, most people in security today seem to be coming from a network background. I started off many years ago as a programmer. So I ended up doing system development, software development, system design, implementation, support, the whole gamut, uh, whole system development life cycle. So I come from a slightly different perspective. but. As a software developer, I early on recognized the need to be able to communicate with my business users in the organization about what they needed. What's the, what's the business function that my system needs to support to help you do your job better? And so that same sort of uh, ability to talk about security in business, operational, workflow terms, and not get technical, you know, to be able to bridge that, that gap uh, sometimes between the technical aspect of security and, the, and what the business leadership need to know. So I think it's important for the internal CISO to be able to be constantly selling the message of security 
and I see that as one of the really one of the main jobs uh, for most organizations today in healthcare that still don't have mature security programs. There is still a lot of having to sell the program, having to explain why this is important to the whole organization, why everybody has to understand it and be on board with it. So I think that is a skill that's needed both by the consultant as well as by the internal security leadership. Okay, just to wrap up then, what advice would you give to a CISO who's kind of on the fence about whether to take the leap and become a consultant? What what, what key factors do they need to weigh, do you think? Well, I'm loving my job now. I really enjoyed being the CISO where I worked, uh, and there are definite rewards there to see an organization, uh, really to, to see them progress and mature in terms of security and privacy, awareness and commitment and so on. On the other hand, I see some huge benefits in being a consultant. I get excited with every different organization I work with. It gives me an opportunity to work with a huge range and variety of organizations, still pretty much in the healthcare space because my background and my expertise is in uh, the HIPAA security and privacy regulations, understanding what they're all about intimately. But I deal with business associates as well as the covered entities, the healthcare providers, the insurers, even among the provider community. You could be dealing with a small office setting, a clinical setting, uh, home health, long-term care, just in so many uh, different types of organizations all around the country. And that, I think, is very exciting and invigorating, in addition to being a little bit on the outside when it comes to those organizational pressures. So it's the living with the financial risk of the organization, and I guess part of that is also you have to be self-motivated and fairly organized uh, to be able to manage your own business, fairly obvious. But I think there are, are definite advantages both ways. I think it's more a person's own maybe temperament or where they are in their own professional and personal lives, too. Okay, well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Kate Borton of the Marblehead Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.